Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tip Show. Show. A show designed to assist man in his quest to succeed on Pinterest. If you have interests in the content you want to share, content you want your clients to see, learn ways to grow and succeed in this unique and exciting world, one man will assist you on your journey. To become a pinner and grow your presence online, men and women can share in the success. And here to show you how is your host, is your host Jeff C. Adding testosterone, one pin at a time. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tips Podcast. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. We've got another great guest for you today. I've been a big fan of this guy's art for a long time, and we're going to be talking about strategies he uses to sell this art on his Etsy shop and using Pinterest with Mr. Aaron Wood. Aaron is a graphic designer currently residing in the state of Massachusetts. When he's not creating artwork that has a social media or pop culture angle to it, he's probably trying to cook up a plot to score some lobster. Now, this interview is from a live hangout on air that I did with Aaron, where our live audience participated by asking questions during the interview. If you'd like to be a part of one of our live shows, make sure to head on over to manlypinterestips.com and join our email community to find out how you can be a part of our live show. You can also now text Manly Pinterest Tips to 33444 on your mobile device. That's Manly Pinterest Tips to 33444. I had a great time and learned a ton about what it takes to run a successful Etsy store. So let's jump right into my conversation with Aaron Wood. Aaron, thanks so much, man, for being here on the show today. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's good that we finally connected um, and and I was able to be a guest on your show. It's It's going to be really nice. Awesome. Awesome. Now, you know, uh, as I'm talking with Aaron, if anybody on the live broadcast uh, is watching and uh, has any question for us, make sure you ask those questions in the comment stream. And Aaron and I will try to get to those questions uh, as we go through the show today. Um, now, I was pretty general on the bio that I just kind of read for you. Uh, I know you're not just a graphic designer and selling art. You, but you do a bunch of uh, different graphic design related services as well, right? Mm-hmm. I do uh, book cover design, logo design, business cards, brochures, just about anything. Jack of all trades. Gotcha. Now you've done stuff too for. Um, we mentioned this in the green room for some other people that other people might know, like Mia Voss's show um, mm-hmm. and some kind of her branding. So you kind of run the whole gamut of everything, right? I do. Yeah, I really try to uh, work with a client to come up with just about every solution that they can throw at me. You know, give them solutions gotcha. to everything. Gotcha. Now, one of the interesting things about your background, and this just, I think this is one of the coolest jobs in the world, and I don't know why you would ever want to do anything else, but you were a a model builder for Lego. Is that right? I was. uh, My first job out of college was working for Lego in Enfield, Connecticut, in their model shop, building models that go into toy fairs and commercials and stuff like that. That, I mean, why would you ever leave that? That would be just the dream job. I mean, it would be. Uh, they downsized uh, 90% of the department. Uh, I was a full-time temp and we knew we were only supposed to be there for six months. It turned into a year and a half gig, which was amazing. And then one day they said, hey, we're going to let you, you guys go. There were like, I don't know. 15 of us or so. And we're like, great. So then we went next door and they had a whole pile of layoff packets about this high. And we're like, they've already given us 
ours, they laid off additional like 60 people. Uh, all the full timers, except for 10 uh, total people, survive with their jobs. They, they really downsize. But my experience there was amazing. I got to work on some amazing projects. That is so cool. That yep. is so cool. So, so how did you transition then to uh, graphic design and then, you know, onto social media? Did you, I mean, were you, have you been artistic all your life or is this something that you just kind of gravitated towards when you said, I need to get a, a real job and support myself? Or how did that happen? I've always been uh, doing art all my life. I got it from my mom, who was an artist. Uh, she was an oil painter, sketcher, that kind of stuff. And she didn't have all the digital tools that I have now um, back when she was going to school. But unfortunately, she had me. And so she couldn't go to college. So I carried on the, the dream for her uh, and went off to art school in Boston and got my degree there, got the job with Lego. And then when that stopped, I said, well, what can I do in the area quick to find a job? And I found a job at a print shop uh, doing typography and, and layout. And I got to know the ins and outs of the printing industry, what it, what it takes to make your design, your digital design get printed on a, an actual piece of paper, which was amazing experience. I learned so much from that. Yeah. There, and, and that's one thing I think that a lot of people don't know. There is a big, big difference. Uh, I've been having lately, some people call me, and we talked about this in the green room, a graphic designer. Uh, I can move stuff around in Canva and Photoshop. I'm enough just to be dangerous. Um, and, but I'm, I don't consider myself a graphic designer at all. And, you know, logos are hard. And I mean, it, there's a lot of other things mm. that graphic designers have to think about. What, what are some things that, you know, like when you get a client, I know you just don't go, okay, I'm going to go, okay, I'm going to slap down a logo. You kind of think, you know, how, what is your thought process when you, when you get a new client? Like when they say, I want a logo. You, you really, I really try to work with the client at first and say, is there something in your mind that you see? And, and believe it or not, a lot of times clients are just like, I have no idea what I want. Make something for me. And sometimes I look at their business and what they do and everything just clicks right away and I can, I can run with it. Sometimes it's a little more of a fight. You got to have a little bit of that back and forth and show them a bunch of designs and then they'll shoot some down and maybe pick one, keep going from there. Every client is different. That's almost the positive and negative about being a graphic designer is every job is different and every job's either a cakewalk or a struggle. Nothing's ever easy and nothing's ever, you know, super difficult. It's always a mix. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, you know, you mentioned on uh, Ralph and Carolyn uh, Riviera's show that, you know, things really blew up for you on Google plus social media wise, you know, people started sharing your stuff and you started selling out in your store of your, your artwork, mm -hmm. you know, did you have a strategy after that, you know, everything started going viral? What, 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 what did you do? I, it was funny because I had opened my shop a month earlier to sell these Euro stickers. You know, you see on bumper stickers that are a couple letters. I did a bunch of funny parody ones of those. Right. And so they had the shop open. And then a month later, these posters went crazy online. So I said, hey, let me put some up in my shop. And they sold out within an hour. I put 10 sets up gone within an hour. So I kept putting them up there. And then I just went to everywhere that I was online back then and said, Hey, these, I got these posters and it just started the ball rolling. Uh, tons of blogs picked it up. And, and at the time, um, you know, I was lucky enough to get shared on some pretty big websites out there and that just kept going. Right. Right. So I'm
So, so who are the people who are some um, some of the names that you had mentioned in Ralph's show that had shared your stuff? I mean, they're they were like, uh, was it Scoble was one of them? And, and yeah, some... uh, uh, Guy Kawasaki shared my stuff. Uh, Pete Cashmore from Mashable was actually one of the the big reasons it went viral online. Um, in fact, Mashable did a piece a, a, a year later on top Christmas gifts to give that are social media related, and my posters were one of them. Oh, um, wow. I've got to give a shout out to um, Design Milk, which is a huge design site. And uh, I, I actually ran into the to Jamie, the, the woman who runs it at South by Southwest two years ago, just she walked by me on the street and I said, that looks like her. I'm going to say hello. And it turned out to be her. And we've been in touch ever since. It was really, really nice. Wow. So, yeah. When when this happened, when it kind of blew up, how many posters did you have? And if people are wanting to see these posters, uh, we'll give links to your Etsy shop. Uh, They're in the, uh, on the event page and they'll also be on the the show notes and and the examples of your artwork are there too, which are just incredible. So how many did you start out with that when it kind of went and blew up? Three. I did, I did a Twitter one, which was be brief. The enemy might be listening in. I did a Facebook farms one, um, you know, basically like click on these fun games or your farmers won't get fed. Your people won't get fed kind of thing. And then I did a Google plus one, which uh, said uh, all must be shared to win the war. And it was in the style of an old Soviet propaganda poster. So those three just blew up. And then within the course of, I would say two weeks, I churned out about 15 other posters and it just, it kept going. The, the machine just kept feeding itself. That's awesome. You know, your artwork, and, and I, I probably have the term wrong, but it, to me, it's like retro and propaganda. I mean, I love, that's my, yeah. that's my jam. I love that stuff. Um, so it, did you design that stuff? Um, and it, have you always done it that way? Is that something you've always kind of fiddled with the kind of retro stuff? Or do you say, I'm going to no. make this and have it, I mean, how did that come about? I, I, I said when I was going to design these to myself, you know, I just joined Google Plus and everybody hated Facebook and they hated Twitter. They hated anything that wasn't Google related. And I realized that it was like this social media war. And one of the wars that had the best propaganda for it was World War II. There's some amazing artwork from that, uh, you know, hor- horrific event, but right. some amazing artwork. So I styled those posters in that mode and everybody just loved it. it and it went, you know, great. People went crazy for it. So I've, since then, I've kind of moved towards that. Uh, I love Art Deco from the 20s. So I've done a, a bunch of stuff in that style. Um, I've steered away from Art Nouveau, which seems to be super trendy for now because everybody else is doing it. And right. at the time, I was one of the few that was doing more of a World War II style. Um, now everybody's doing that too. But uh, I got in it. It was like right time, right place. My so, stuff was unique enough. So in your Star Trek posters and Star Wars things are awesome too. I mean, those are Thank just – they're awesome. Um, do What would you classify your Star Wars posters? What kind of um, – style would you say those are they're they're propaganda also you know i have things like let the wookie win you know save your limbs uh it's a trap um and uh let's see uh no disintegrations and then if um if negotiations are going poorly try a thermal detonator so you know all those things are kind of this propaganda type you know how to how to do things kind of type posters gotcha well you know i know a lot of uh like actors don't like to be, uh, you know, cast or as certain things. Do you ever feel like you're stuck in the, 
<laughs> the uh, propaganda poster world and you'll never break out? I do. I do sometimes, but it's it's cool because some of my book covers I've been able to exercise a little bit more of my creativity on. But I still get people all the time that say to me, we love your Art Deco stuff. We love your propaganda stuff. Do something inspirational for our uh, our office. Uh, so, yeah, I have been pigeonholed a little bit, but, you know, I try to kind of reinvent myself every once in a while. I just started to do travel posters hmm. um, recently for the solar system. Right. And that kind of is a big thing too. So I do love the retro look though. It, the art back then was so amazing and there's so much to draw on and just mar- I like marrying the, the old school retro feel with something that's modern and put the two together and see what you get. And it's, yeah. it's been successful for me. Yeah, very cool. I I I mean I I I was going through your uh, store looking and I was like, I don't know if there's one I don't like. I would buy all of them. I mean, they're all good. They're you know, there's Thank you. they're they're varies of variations of the ones I I want to have in my house. So, mm. um let's go ahead and go ahead and start talking about uh Etsy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um you know, cuz a big part of your business is selling your product through your Etsy store. Can you explain for people who don't know what an Etsy store is, just kind of a general idea of what, what an Etsy store offers? Well, there's so much on Etsy. Etsy sells vintage and handmade goods, and they are one of the largest uh, online stores that does this type of thing. And you can find just about anything on there. Uh, arts and crafts, scrapbook, scrapbooking stuff, uh, baby stuff, um, gaming uh, stuff, everything, clothing, you name it, it's it's going to be on there. Some, some variation, um, artwork. Yeah, it's just, it's quite a, a treasure trove of, of amazement. <laughs> Gotcha. So what's the difference between an Etsy store and say other platforms like, uh, you know, uh, Shopify or some other e-commerce platform? Tons of platforms out there. Everyone offers something a little bit different. Some of the sites don't offer, don't take fees. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them have just one monthly fee that you pay up front and then you can do whatever you want. Um, Some have uh, the ability to print shipping labels um some don't some are like okay bare bones you get this like the old the old west you go out and you stake your claim and then right. you build basically on top of that uh with etsy you can they give you pretty much everything that you need uh your analytics panel your dashboard uh shipping labels but they do take fees out and in, and sometimes it's a little discouraging but you're paying for i would i feel like you're paying for more exposure and i see uh, battles with people online all the time saying i left etsy because it sucks or people like i did no business anywhere else i came back to etsy um so it's it's you really have to work though you have to promote yourself no matter what platform you're on to get yourself seen Gotcha. So, do, so they take a fee out for each product, and when that sells, is that how it works? Yeah, they take a little bit when it sells. They take uh, a listing fee for when you list an item, um, and then of course it's tied to my PayPal. So there's a PayPal fee on some of it, and then I also do direct checkout, so I can get paid directly to my credit card in my bank account. So that's good right there. I've got two options. Okay. That kind now, of, do, they, do they take stuff out for shipping or are you required to set that up yourself and figure it out? I do. I pay the shipping through Etsy and then at the end of the month, they'll give me my bill for that. Um, and of course, I, I build my shipping and handling into my prices um, so I don't lose my shirt. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know, shipping well, that's, out. 
And that's the other question I wanted to ask you, because, you know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, when they thinking about starting a store, you know, how do I price my items, you know, mm. and, and, you know, there's also that thing of how do I put a price on creativity? You know, I, I've got some friends who are wood carvers and, you know, some of those wood carvings take some hours, but, you know, they can't sell it at an hourly rate. I mean, and so mm. how do you figure out your pricing? Oh, it's tough. And I kick myself now because I was only charging seven fifty for a poster when I started. Um, now I'm up to, uh, I believe it's 15 because I started to do, I've done shows in the meantime and I found out how much people will actually pay for my art. Um, but it, with any design services, there's always going to be somebody who's going to be undercutting somebody else. You might sell your poster for $20 online. There's going to be someone that's going to sell there for 15 or 10. Um, so it's, it's tough because you really have to find that sweet spot. But I like to think if your art and your design is good enough, people will pay just about any amount for it, um, which sounds a little egotistical, but it's true. If you're doing quality work, people will pay and pony up the money for it and they don't care. They'll buy five or six posters from you or they'll pay you X amount of dollars over somebody else to design a logo or something um, if you're reliable and, you, and your work is really solid. So. Yeah, it's it's it, it is tough, though. It is tough for, for people starting out. There are resources out there to, you know, online and in real life to ask people, how much do you charge for this or how much would you charge for this custom project? And just use the resources available to you and try it out. If stuff doesn't sell, adjust. Right. And make sure you uh, you factor in shipping because that's probably a big deal. <laughs> Yo, international shipping is crazy, crazy expensive now. Gotcha. Yeah, I never even thought about that. Mm -hmm. um, now, I noticed going through your store that a lot of times you'll have like a limited edition and even some prints that I remember seeing before aren't there anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that there's this big stuff about scarcity marketing. You know, they have countdown timers and all this stuff. So mm -hmm. what's your kind of strategy on, you know, this kind of scarcity type or limited edition prints? There's there's two ways I look at that. Um, if it's something like uh, I, I've done a Google Plus anniversary poster each year um since i started there and and uh i did a limited edition of that that's kind of like hey grab it now before it's gone this is a limited run and that strategy has worked out for me i did a limited edition uh poster that had the first nine social media posters i did on it and that was 18 by 24 it was larger than my usual 11 by 14 size and i made that limited edition because of a the cost and two storage if you look behind me this is all my inventory of all my 11 by 14 posters, but that doesn't fit an 18 by 24 poster in it. So I did a limited edition. So once these things were gone, I didn't have to store this gigantic 18 right. by 24 poster under my couch anymore. Um, and that event, I think it took me about two years to sell out of about 250 of those limited edition posters. But it's, it is kind of like that, hey, by now, this thing might be gone at some point. Uh, now I've kind of steered away from that, though. I realize that things are in demand all the time and not to pigeonhole myself into this. Hey, you, you can only get this for a certain time and it sells really well. And then you kick yourself and say to yourself, that sold so right. well. Why am I not selling it still? Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So do you uh, how many posters do you have like now in your uh, kind of lineup? 
I think there's about 40 or 45 different posters. At one time, I had about 60. And some I take down if they don't really sell well. Um, some I've had takedowns on <laughs> from right. the respected companies um, because I do parody stuff. I do. I try to do some of my own work now these days to make up for that, to show that I'm not just, you know, right. ripping everybody else off. Um, but only a, only a few of those. But for the most part, it's, you know, everybody likes to trim their inventory. And, and businesses, if it doesn't sell well, Nix it, move on to the next thing. And occasionally I will get somebody that say, hey, you did a Google Music poster mm. uh, before they rebranded as Google Play, you know, moved everything in, you know, it, Google's constantly changing everything. Um, I'll still get people that'll say, do you have this poster still? And I'll be like, sure, let me list one for you and then I'll sell it to them. But uh, gotcha. for the most part, it, it, it's a constantly changing inventory. Gotcha. Do you have um, any strategies on inventory? I mean, do you have a certain amount of, I want to have this many inventory, much of these posters in stock. And I guess you've been doing it for such, I think, what, three years now that you kind of have an idea in your mind of how much, but did you struggle with that when you first started? I did. Uh, things were selling out so quickly. I would go and order. I, I used my local print shop that I used to work at, which was perfect, but I would order 20 sets and they would sell out within a week. And I'd have to be going back. I mean, this is when it first started. Everything was, I couldn't keep them in stock. Now I like to keep, mm, I would say between five and 10 of each poster and then at least three on, online because I do live shows. So I keep a little bit more physical inventory so I can take those to the shows with me. And then when I come home, I'll still have those three in my Etsy shop that are available. And then I'll have the physical ones I can sell, you know, right at the shows. And so yeah. it kind of works out that way. Gotcha. Now um, that that's leads into a great question. Is is that the main way you promote your store? Is with live events, or how how do you, what's the best? How do you promote your store? I use a mix of going to conventions. I use a mix of um, actual taking out ads on Facebook and uh, everything from you know paying for for an ad or just promoting myself on, you know, once I try not to overdo it. Some people are constant sell, sell, sell. I would say maybe two, three, four times a month, I'll put up something for my book cover services or my logo services or my Etsy shop, or I'm having a sale in my Etsy shop. And because I'm, I'll, I'll use the air quotes for this one, blessed with over 200,000 followers on Google+. Plus. 90% right. um, of those are probably spam accounts. But anyway, I like to, you know, put a lot of things up there. And I, and I do have a lot of, uh, you know, friends and followers there that are more than willing to reshare my stuff and help me out. So, it, it, but once again, you have to work. I've worked to get to this point. And a lot of people struggle at first and you have to kind kind of test the waters. You might do an ad on Facebook and I know there's a lot of naysayers out there, but you might get people in traffic. And I do, I watch all the analytics, do a little bit at a time. Um, so I would say I go all over to answer your question, both paid ads, free social media stuff and doing live events, all those things together kind of gel for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and that's a good, I think a good uh, piece of advice for people is to, you know, it doesn't, even though you went viral, that didn't, that wasn't sustainable. You still had, you still have to work for getting traffic. It's not just, Hey, look, I made it and I can sit back and the money yeah. was rolling in. You've got to still continue to work at it. Mm -hmm. um, now, do you, do you change items for like, uh, like the seasons? I know a lot of people on Pinterest, you know, they'll start putting their, their holiday boards up. Do you, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you have any Christmas posters, but do you, do you do anything for that or special I, events? I, I don't actually, I, I, um, 
I should though. <laughs> uh, I worked at I worked in the gift wrap industry for six years designing gift wrap, and you'd be surprised people would say like, "Oh, it's Christmas time. You guys must be busy." But our 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 busy time was during April and March when we were selling to people for the Christmas season. Right, right. Um, but you know, I, I I don't I don't do any kind of holiday specific stuff, although I should because gotcha. I'm sure that would sell. <laughs> Do you, um, do you do, and you know, how often are you creating new products? Do you have that, like you, you say, I want to work on a, you know, a new poster and try to get one done a month? Or I mean, how, what's your kind of creative process in, you know, coming up with new posters to sell? In the beginning, I probably in the first six months that I started to do these, I came up with probably about 30 designs. Um, and then there was a little bit of a lull and I did a couple in between because I'd really covered a lot of the social media bases at that, at that point. Um, and then I had somebody that mentioned doing video game propaganda to me. So I did a, a, a few rounds of those over the next few months and those sold really well. And then I had about a lull where, you know, I was doing focusing more on my own business, uh, like the, the book cover design and stuff. And I hadn't done posters for a while, had a great idea to do these retro travel posters and designed all nine of them in one evening. And wow. threw those up into my shop. So right now I'd say uh, every about three to six months i'll come up with a new one and i have people tell me all the time you should do this poster and i do have a list where i look at from time to time and say okay now i'm gonna do this because this has got a lot of people a lot of people asking for it so gotcha yeah. so uh, you know you and i met in real life not this year but last year at south by mm -hmm. southwest with ronnie and i when we were going around doing interviews mm -hmm. and you mentioned this in the green room but those live events have really made an impact on your sales Oh yeah, big time. I I would say between my Etsy shop and real life, I've sold over ten thousand posters. Wow! Um, and I love doing show live shows. Uh, I've got free comic book day coming up May second, and a friend of mine runs a. a gaming store and wants me to come out there and promote my artwork and sell my artwork uh everything from south by southwest to little shows like that little little in-store appearances all add up um some of them you break even on some of the bigger ones you make a lot of money i love doing boston comic con is huge for me every year you know i can travel look, don't have to fly somewhere um so the overhead is low but it, i just love going out and meeting people and talking to people and having somebody come up and say like oh i've, I've seen this online or the best thing is I have these on my wall at home or we bought these for my business. That's um, cool. That really makes my day. That's really cool. Well, let's dive into Pinterest real quick. Cause you know, this sure. is, the manly, Pinterest this is the manly Pinterest show. Right. Um, so I know you use Pinterest to promote your store. So mm -hmm. how do you use Pinterest and Etsy together? Uh, it's amazing. And, and it's really cool that Etsy and Pinterest work so well together because right from Etsy, I can, there's a pin it button right there. So I'll set up a listing and then I'll just hit that pin it button, put it in the, the, I've got boards for each of my video game and my social media stuff and just pin it right there. Um, it's, it's really great how that goes hand in hand. I remember when I first discovered that it made things so much easier than going into Pinterest and setting everything up. It's a direct pipeline right to my store with those rich pins. You know, you just click right. on that, you know, it's showing you the price, uh, you know, what it's, what it's costs. And then people can follow that right into my shop. So it's a really good thing that goes hand in hand. Yeah. And you mentioned you're just started to do uh, promoted pins, which I think, you know, once you get those drilled down, that's going to be a real kind of boon to, okay, I can really track, see what's working here. Yep. Little experiment for me. Starting yeah. last night, actually, I got the email saying, got hey, you, you want to set this up and 
We'll there see you go. Had the another question I was I, and I didn't uh, tell you about this, but one of the, I'm I'm not into Etsy. I haven't gone in there and messed around too much. But mm-hmm. are you able to rotate your um, like what shows up first and, you know, kind of when you play with now, like, cause I'm thinking, you know, okay, the new star Wars trailer came out, the new star Wars movies coming out. That yeah. would make sense for me to take my star Wars posters and put them up top where people could see, are, are you able yeah. to do that? You get four, four slots at the top and you can star four items in your inventory and those will appear at the top of your, of, of your shop. Um, and I do, I do rotate those out every once in a while. I think right now I've got the planet stuff up there, but with the star Wars stuff, I plan next week uh, uh, on rotating those out, putting the Star Wars stuff up, and then going from there. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's very cool. Very cool. Um, now, there's rumors, and I hope it happens, and I have a feeling it will, that Pinterest is working on a buy it button that allow people to you know, purchase directly from Pinterest. Uh, do you think that will help or hurt Etsy? I mean, it almost is like it might – however they set it up, you know, is it going to bypass them? What's what's this? They got a good relationship right now. I don't know how that's going to work, whether the buy it now button will trigger an Etsy sale or it will be something that the shop owner is going to have to fulfill from Pinterest, because I would say 99 percent of Pinterest is other people's stuff. Right. You know, you're put you're pinning other things that you think other yourself or other people will be interested in. Um, that's going to be a really interesting thing and, and how they're going to make this button actually activate and work. I would love it if it if when they hit it, it went right to my Etsy store, sold an item. Um, and then are they going to hit that buy it button and are they going to be able to bundle things? Are you going to get this queue when you hit buy it and then you can hit a checkout button when you're done? Um, I think it's it's really good. But, okay, Etsy's been around forever. Pinterest is, is, is rolling right along. People are going to shop Etsy. It's like brand loyalty. You're going to stick right. with the thing that you like. If you're on Etsy now, people are going to keep shopping Etsy. P- I, you know, I feel that Pinterest has that, hey, I can pin all these pretty things to it. Um by putting a buy it now, it is that little carrot dangling in front of somebody. Right. I think it would be bad of them to break that relationship with Etsy. I think if they put the two things hand to hand or pin it from another site, like, uh, you know, another type shop type place, right. it, it would be this g- nice synergy. If they try to go against that grain and turn it into their own little thing. And I can see why, because Pinterest is trying to make money too. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that they'll keep that, that, that good relationship up. Yeah, they've got to make it so that it's, it's beneficial for everybody. So, mm-hmm. um, if you so do you use do you have like a strategy on Pinterest where you'll go and you know okay I'm having these new Star Wars posters I want to put on sale or highlight them. Do you go and repin them to boards on Pinterest to kind of drive traffic that way? You know, I, I would have to say I've neglected Pinterest a lot. And the show that you just did, um, I forget what the name of the girl that Julie Grimbaugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I. I've been invited to one group board in the entire time I've been on Pinterest, but that's a strategy I really need to look into where I can go and repin stuff. My social media stuff is everywhere on Pinterest and it's not because they repin my, my stuff because it's been shared so much out there. It's almost like everybody else is doing the work for me. Um, What I use Pinterest for a lot myself now is more or less, and this is going to be funny, but um, for uh, character reference and stuff like that for my, illustration work uh i love i have a board set up specifically for that and then i have my own boards for my artwork and things that kind of perpetuate themselves i almost feel like you know i don't want to repin it 
myself onto my own stuff, but you're right. I could go somewhere else and pin it, which I didn't even think of before, you know, listening to that show. So you're always learning, you know, you're always learning strategies and stuff. And that, that is one I can incorporate. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, if you were to start, um, like doing Etsy right from the beginning again, uh-huh. what would you do different? Um, not take a break from it for a week. <laughs> I was getting so many orders. Um, I, I was overwhelmed. I was selling out so much. I actually said, I'm going to take my store down for a week and catch up, which was a stupid maneuver on my point. Uh, and I would charge more. So mm. those, those two things together. Um, and then I've got a wicked streamlined process now as far as, you know, fulfilling orders. I can fulfill 10 orders in a half an hour. When I first started that, those 10 orders would probably take me about an hour and a half of cutting labels and, and, and doing templates and filling in information. And, and it's, it's been a, a real, real struggle at, at first. But now it's, it's kind of streamlined. So, yeah, in the beginning, uh, oh, standing at the, the post office counter and getting a receipt for every single order. Uh, but Etsy's kind of stepped up, too. They've evolved. They have this label printing thing now, and they keep track of all your inventory and all these stats and everything have evolved. So those two things have kind of gone hand in hand. They've given me access to more that wasn't there in the beginning. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would I would definitely charge more and not take that week off. Gotcha. Now, when you when you actually did raise your prices, did you get any pushback from your customers or anything like that? Um, two years after I started, it was around Christmas. There was a, um, a website, a, a YouTube channel called Vsauce, and they they have three different channels, but one of them highlights really cool things. So it was around Christmas time, and they highlighted this. Um, uh, my my it was a 10 second blurb in one of their videos by these by these video game posters from aaron wood 10 second blurb here's his as shop boom done and i started to get order after order after order after order and the funny thing was is first of the year i was going to raise my prices so i just went in within a few hours of starting to get all these or this landslide of orders and just jacked the prices up almost double to what they were. And I saw a comment on YouTube where someone said, look, this dude is ra just raised all his prices. It says $7 or $8 in the video. And these prices are all like $12 now. Like what the hell is this guy doing? And I felt bad for capitalizing on it. But honestly, I was going to raise my prices because I get people saying to me, you're charging too little you know, stop it, jack your prices up. So it was kind of like perfect opportunity, but it did make me look like a jerk for, you know, <laughs> people so much. Gotcha. And they had video evidence. That was, they bad. did. That was, that was the damning evidence yeah. right there. Um, this is the mainly Pinterest tip show. And I asked this question of all my guests, do you have mm -hmm. any uh, advice for guys who are starting on Pinterest? Yes. I mean, go in and search for stuff that you like. Everything's on there every single thing and i don't want to name any specific categories because uh, anybody can be into anything just right. jump on make an account do a search and just start pitting and you can make private boards you can make public boards the resources are there like i said i use it for illustration research and character design i pin a bunch of stuff that i might want to go into if i'm working on a project everything is on there and don't be afraid to just search for stuff and and go for it. It's it's a great opportunity to to really help you out with every everything. 
Yeah, that's great advice. And also circle, if you have people you'd like to follow, like let's say I have a wood carving guy I want to follow. You don't have to follow the whole guy. You know, follow just that wood carving board. So that way you don't get yeah. into, you know, I did that and I was getting, you know, nail art and, I mean, I don't, stuff I don't want to see. So mm-hmm. that's just a little tip as well. Um, so, Aaron, we're coming to the end of our show. So where can we find out about you and your services if we wanted to hire you to do a logo or a poster or any of that kind of stuff? Uh, well, you can uh, email direct me directly. Do you want me to say my email? or <laughs> okay. It's Drew, D-R-E-W, A-N-D, Drew and Crew. So it's D-R-E-W-A-N-D-C-R-E-W, 2002 at yahoo.com. That's my email. You can email me there or you can visit my uh, Etsy shop at, uh, you can find me on there. It's just one scarf or www.etsy.com slash shop slash just one scarf. That's J-O-S-T-O-N-E-S-C-A-R-F. Awesome. And we have, we'll have all those links to all that information in the show notes. And as always, I'd love for you guys to head over to manlypinterstips.com, click on the sidebar, subscribe to our email community, so you'll never miss out on a great guest like we had today with Aaron. Because at Manly Pinterest Tips, we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time. See you next time, everyone. Thanks for watching. Thank you for joining Jeff on his mission to help you be successful in the Pinterest world. Would you like to take part in a live show? Be sure to join Jeff's email community at manlypinteresttips.com. Adding testosterone. One pin at a time.